Okay, good evening, gentlemen. We are going to begin now the 21st chapter of the Rambam. And the word we're going to be looking for, it's almost like I filled Sesame Street, you know, the word for the day, okay, is avor. Avor, which means passing. That's the word. But let us first look at what is prompting this. So we have over here by uh, the famous Psukim, we're after the sin of the golden calf, and now we'll just you'll just scroll down. It's just one straight as I'm reading. So uh, Moshe asks Hashem, "Vayomar says, Hareini no eskvodecha, um, show me your presence." And what the word kavod means, obviously nothing physical. Vayomar Hashem says, "Ani avir kol tuvi, I all my goodness will pass before you." That's the first expression. Al panecha before you. And I will proclaim you the name of Hashem before you. I will show grace to those I will grant grace to. I will show mercy to those I will give mercy to. And he says, But you can't see my face. A person can't see me and live. Okay, Panoi, another anthropomorphic term. Okay. There's a place next to me. Remember we discussed with place, place with you. Right? And you will stand on the tzur, on the rock. We already explained all these terms. To elevate yourself, comprehend. Tzur is the source, right? When my covet passes, I'll put you in the cleft of the rock. And I will put my hand over you, so to speak. My palm over, until I avri, pass again. Then I'll move my hand. You can see from the back. You will not see me from the front. So this is the Pasuk that causes a lot of uh, misunderstanding. So that one Pasuk we have to look at. Keep scrolling, please. And we have also where it says, Vayavor Hashem al-Panav, Hashem passed before Moshe's face, Vayikra, and he called Hashem, Hashem, etc., etc. So what does all this passing mean? Usually we understand one physical being passes past another. So how is it possible for Hashem to pass? So let's keep scrolling as we now, oh, oh, yes. Ooh, I didn't want that over there. But if it's ready here, we can already explain it. Uh, I'm, I don't, uh, so on the words, So Rabbi Yochanan says, had the Pusik not said it, we're not, we would not be able to have said it. It says, Hashem wrapped himself up like a chazan. Hashem showed him the order of this prayer of the 13 Midos. He said, as long as the Jewish people sin, if they sin, they should perform this uh, order before me, I will forgive them. Okay, now, that's the Gemara. Just keep that Gemara in mind. The Gemara will reference that specific Gemara, as you'll see. Okay, so now we begin the Gemara Nebuchim. We're only going to do half of this parak today. It's quite a long parak and there's a lot of ideas over here. So, Avor. 
passing. Ramam is going to give us five uses of the term, and we'll see a couple can be applied to Hashem. And he has a very novel approach to explain these psukim over here. Very novel. And uh, the English may or may not accurately describe it, what it really is. So let's start with the first one. Mila Avor Inyano Harishon, the first concept is, It's the movement of a physical object in place. Okay? In other words, something's moving from one place to another. So it's passing. Okay? The Iker Hanachas Harishon, and what is the main first usage of that? Litznuas bale chaim al rochek, where a, a living being moves a distance, echad one yashor straight. Okay, so it could be a distance, it could be a long distance, a far distance, but it's a straight distance. Okay, as it says, for who avarli fnehem when Esau was coming and Yaakov passes in front of his family to protect them, it says, and he passed before them. So it means you're passing, you're moving from here to there, a straight distance. We'll see, why does he specify your shore? We'll see. And similar, avor Hashem tells Moshe, pass before the people. And there's a lot of discussion about that. So, What's the idea over here when this in this first explanation? Obviously, we're talking about a physical being, a living being who moves, and it's not talking about an inanimate object that moves and not a circular movement. He says two things live, straight, which implies not inanimate because it's not alive. Or even if it's alive, it can't be circular. It's got to be straight. That, that's what he's clearly understanding. So what he means, an autonomous movement. And a movement which is straight. As opposed to an automatic movement uh, that was determined by someone else. We wouldn't use it if somebody takes a rock and moves it. We wouldn't use that word. And not if it's circular. So the question is, what do we mean about a autonomous movement that's straight as opposed to a forced movement that's circular? So the commentary here of Rabbi, um, uh, what do you call it, Tolidano, says the only way you can understand is Alpi Kabbalah. The nuances, again, he keeps stressing, he feels the Rambam new Kabbalah, and uh, from the Ari. The Ari talks about circular and straight, and it's symbolic of good is always straight. Straight, Yashar. Well, evil is circular. So, for example, a tzaddik, what do they do? They're always progressing. They're progressing, maybe not in a physical way, but they're spiritually moving in a straight direction towards Hashem. That's the general idea. Wicked people, they keep going in circles. Okay? Uh, a straight, when you go straight, you're able to pass boundaries. You can break through when you're going straight. When you're, uh, and, uh, but if you're going in circles, you're like protecting and staying within your boundaries. 
And that's the idea we're saying that we're, it's, it's more of autonomous means you are moving. You're choosing to move. You're choosing to move ahead and straight. And that is the, the general idea of straight autonomous movement. While we're talking about circular, like usually the Russia doesn't want to go ahead. He wants to circle the wagon and just keep what he's got and doesn't want to break out. What's it say the Tzaddik in the Russia, basically? The Tzaddik wants to break through the shackles of physicality and connect with Hashem. That's, and not to drain a cup. You go straight. Hashem created man, Yoshua, as Shlomo Melech said. But man came up with all kinds of calculations. So we're, so the there's obviously simple meanings and deeper meanings, but uh, the mystical meaning is that if you're passing, it's got it means it's a it's a positive. You're you're progressing, and you're going straight, and you're going towards a destination, and you're choosing to go on that destination. While uh, if if it's you're not choosing, we wouldn't use the word pass. And if you're circling around, that's not passing either because you aren't going anywhere. That's just a mystical touch. You don't have to lose sleep over it, but that's just explained those two words over there. Okay, so this is explanation number one. Harbe, uh, and there's many examples of that. So that's explanation number one. came now who shall? Now it's been borrowed. It's a figurative sense. When sounds reverberate through the air. Okay? Where a noise can literally, you make the noise here and it spreads. So it's moving. Okay, so to speak. It's passing. For example, um, when, the, when Moshe said they're not supposed to work on Shabbos, it says they... They caused to pass the, the noise, the message, not to work on Shabbos. So you're having a message. You know, simplest explanation would be the game of telephone. Pass the message. So it, now, the message comes from the back. Remember the days in camp from the bus? You play telephone. Start in the back, went all the way in front. Straight, it moved. Did anything move? <laughs> the, the, the voice moved. The message moved. So, but then you can also, you can say something and the noise travels. So that's Vayaviru Kol. So the, the voice passed. Or another example about Eli. I share Anochi Shomea. Eli says, I hear Maviri Mama'am. I hear uh, there's reverberations coming from the people. They're complaining about your, so his two sons are not doing that motor properly. So word is spreading. So that's the same idea. That's the second explanation. The third, the Acherkein Hushal, Lebias Haor, the Hashchina, Asher Yeru Hanavim, Ben Mara Hanavua. It's when um, light or, and the Shechina, the light of the Shechina that Navim saw, see in a prophetic vision. So what does it mean? It means the passing of the Shekhinah in one's mind. What does that mean? He gives an example. Now remember, when it's in your mind, there's nothing physical there. Okay, so so far we've had, the first is completely physical. Something, someone is moving ahead, passing. Second is, okay, you could say a sound. Sound has 
what do you call it? particles, waves? Well, waves, waves, sound waves. waves. Sound waves, sound waves. waves. Is, is it something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Sure. I Can mean, you measure you, it? If you, yeah, yeah, sure. Decibels. But it's but it's, but it's very, uh, very what do you call it? refined. Yeah. yeah, but but it could. If you have a loud, you could break someone's eardrums with it. Could sure, sure. You can. So what's break? So what's breaking it? But but it's still powerful. It's real. Air is has what do you call it? Has a molecular structure. So the the sound waves has some kind of molecular yeah. structure. It's got something there, yeah. but it's much more subtle and refined. But it's still something, so to speak. Now, yeah. Now we're talking about the passing of the shechina in one's mind, which means when you're happy, we're going to see in a minute in nevuah, it's a dream. So now, if you dream of something, now let's think about: is there anything really going on there? Well, maybe neurobiochemically there may be something. Yeah, there's something, but but it's so. And look at the example he's going to give. So there are images that pass that are um, what are you calling it? Um, being a representation of the shechina. Now it's not, but in a dream anything goes. For example, Avram, the breastbone of Asarim, interestingly enough, was a dream, according to the Rambam. According to the Rambam. Yes, it's a machlokas Rambam. Ramos, a lot of things are dreams. We'll see. He's going to say that the story with the three angels was a dream. But this one it will make more sense. In other words, so it was a covenant. So let's try to understand something here. If Hashem is talking to you, is that going to be pro prophecy or not? Yes. Do you ever find a case where Hashem talks to somebody It's not prophecy? <laughs> because Hashem doesn't talk the way we talk. Yeah. Well, we already discussed that Yes, it's, yeah, but there are no sound waves when he talks. It's mental waves. Okay? It's mental waves. So when I ship so the counterman parts, the round will say, well, how could it be physical when it's it's an avua? It's an avua with actions. So it's gonna be really interesting if you're not gonna learn like the round bump. And you learn what so what exactly happened over here? Hashem says has talks to Avram. He says, "I promise you, uh, eternal people." Is how do I know? Hashem says, "Okay, get yourself uh, all these animals, cut them in half." Okay, so now what? So what happened? So when Hashem is talking to Avram, he has to be asleep because all the fools want to get asleep. So what are you going to say happened? He was asleep. Hashem says, "Do the following." Okay, guess he wakes up. <laughs> does the following and then a fire goes by and then he goes back to sleep and Hashem talks to him and tells him the rest of the story. Maybe. What makes more sense, is, let's put it, is it any less believable if everything happened in a dream? Either you're going to believe the part where Hashem is prophesizing or not. In other words, let's say the alternative is Hashem prophesies to him, he's sleeping. He wakes up, he gets the animals, and everything is going on, and you see the furnace, and you see the smoke, and everything's going on over there. And then Hashem talks to him again, falls asleep again. Okay, so now what exactly did CNN cover at this event? 
Well, I guess I saw a bunch of animals got cut up. They saw a fire going in between, but they don't. They didn't hear any discussion. Correct. Mm-hmm. And they said, "This is weird. <laughs> what was Avram doing? He sliced every animal in half, and he and, and the fire walks goes in between, except for the turtle doves, right? Except for the turtle doves, right? And and Avram is going back and forth between falling asleep and waking up, and he's trying to scare away the birds so, and falling asleep, and, and then he scares them away, and then he falls asleep." So we ask the Sienna, so what happened? Well, Hashem told me the following. Really? Interesting. Now, would it be any different if I was not doing any of that and it's all happening in his dream? Is it any different? No. In terms of our belief, you know, we're talking about we believe in the Vua. We believe what Hashem told me. We believe that Moshe wrote in the Torah. We believe everything that Moshe writes is true. We and the main thing is the message. The main thing is the message. But if he doesn't do anything, is there still a bris? I mean, you have to have something to have the bris on. The bris could be what Hashem told him. But uh, and the ultimate bris is circumcision. It's going to be the second bris. And that's, and, that, and, that, and that's a real, that wasn't a dream, man. But Hashem can make a bris with a prophet. When Hashem is making a bris, He's talking to you. So when he's talking to you, you got to be asleep. Right? And, I mean, the Ram was forcing us to look at this in a real serious way. You know, it's nice when you're reading a Chumash story, just read the words and, well, whatever it means. But you got, if Hashem is talking to Abraham, he's dead cold asleep. And the same thing when it was with Stone, when he was talking about Stone, he's asleep. It's all happening when he's asleep. And he's, enough, he's able to interact with Hashem. So the bris was, honestly, something that you couldn't see it happen. Doesn't make it any less real. If you really think about it, what about the covenant at Sinai? We all got into a prophetic, we all died. Moshe didn't. Moshe didn't, but everybody else did. And they heard it, what? Not in Nebuah, not asleep. So all our major events, you know, CNN's got the cameras there, they don't see anything, right? But that doesn't make it any less real. Was whenever Hashem, whatever we know is what Hashem told us. Six million people had this. And when that, whatever Hashem talked, we didn't hear it. Nobody, CNN did not hear this. Six million people had the same dream. Okay, yeah. So, so therefore, what he's saying is, okay. I'm sorry, you had a question. Uh, the reaction it was about the Sinai. Oh, okay. Um, so the, the first two uh, um, mammoths that they heard before they, so the, there did they actually. They didn't hear. They were not asleep for the first two. No, no, they. It wasn't hearing. There was a communication. They say they they panicked beforehand. They saw the fire. Sometimes they saw. No, we panicked. They only had two. They couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't sustain. They know that they died. But those first two, they actually heard. They They didn't. Not with their ears. Not with their ears. Mental telep, whatever. How does a navi? How does a navi hear a navua? How does a navi hear a navua? He's asleep. Yeah. Didn't you ever hear anything in your sleep? But when did they react with the panic that we can't take any more than the two? When they got revived. Yeah. After the second time revival, he said, "Okay." I guess every debor was a prophecy, yeah. and Hashem takes over their bodies and they die. They 
It was too much for them to handle. Well, the went after him, and it was too much for them to handle. They died. They came back. They realized what happened when they came back. They died after they heard the first two. While they're yeah. hearing it. Well, after they heard the first one, they died. After they heard the second one, they died. So they said, you know, this is enough already. But, but they didn't hear with their ears. Because you can't. A Navi does not hear with his ears. Right? When you're asleep, all right, a couple days ago I had a dream. Irish kind of a dream, whatever it was. I'm hearing everything is going. The person's talking to me in the dream. Now, if my wife is sitting next to me, next to my ear, she don't hear nothing. So can you not hear in your dream? Now, if it's a cuckoo dream, it's a cuckoo dream. But if you're a Navi and Hashem is talking to you in a dream, do you hear the message in the dream? Was any noise emitted? No. No. But what's, does it make it any less real? <coughs> Again, if one person, uh, if Muhammad says God spoke to me, well, maybe you're nuts. But for four, three million people to say we all the heard the same that's dream, that's really a difference. Not after, you know, Jews, one thing for sure, they never agree on anything. They all said, wow, did you hear what I heard? Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> there was whole agreement there. So anyway, the point being, so when we're talking about passing, in this third definition, it's when the the light and the shechina, what the Nevi'im see in a in a in a in a prophetic vision, Amr, for example, by by Avram, vine tanur ashan, the the stove is smoking, the lapid ash and a fiery torch, right? Asher avar beina gezarim the pass between the pieces. So something was passing, a fire, some representation of the Shekhinah, but it was all which was in a prophetic vision, without doubt. Because, how do we know this? The beginning of the story said, and a sleep fell over Avram. Okay, so now that we have that, which now we're not talking about anything physical. Clearly, there was nothing physical. Nemar, it says, when Hashem is going to bring the plague of, of killing of the firstborn, it says, I will pass by in Eretz Yisraim. What does that mean? So, Uncle says, I will reveal myself in Egypt. That means. So what exactly happened when Hashem killed the firstborn? Hashem passed by. What what did CNN see? And what did Moshe see? What did... Like in the movie Slime? Oh, that was in the Ten Commandments? Okay, but forget about that. What what really happened? You know what happened? You didn't see anything. They just died. They just died. But if you were a Navi, and you could be uh, privy to the prophetic vision, then you had the prophetic ability to access the apprehension of the Shekhinah at work. Whatever he would have seen prophetically, whatever that is, so some kind of, and Hashem can create a physical, in Moshe's mind, some physical representation. Does he have to be dreaming to see that? He doesn't have to be dreaming, but it's, but it's a vision that he's seeing. But he has to be sleeping to see the vision. 
No, he doesn't have to sleep. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Well, oh, shit. Oh, shit. yeah, but yeah, but let's say other people were navis. Other people navis would have to be sleeping, and they'd see like something similar to what Avram saw. It's not Hashem per se. It's what Hashem makes your dream see. You see that maybe he saw the green smoke. It could be, but nobody in Egypt saw the green smoke, right? And that that would all be a prophet. That's why he's combining that with part with with uh, Avram. Because the, so, something was going on. It was definitely Vavarti, Hashem passes, but it means the Shekhinah, it's the passing of the Shekhinah in one's mind is happening. Yes, sir? A covenant is agreement between two parties. One of those parties is asleep. How can, they, how can they take it on? He's physically asleep, but intellectually very much awake. Very is it much. saying Shir Shir? Very much, will he be no, but very, very much awake. Okay, very much awake. He's on. He's more awake than he is ever. Okay, and he can say when you're talking to God, it's going back and forth, and it's like what he is really. So uh, when he negotiates with some, stating, yes, it's not when we have a dream. It's it's we're not in control of the dream. The Navi, if he's communicating with Hashem, Hashem's giving him the ability and control to respond. So this was, it, it, that, that, there's something unusual about it because really the deepest essence is your soul. Avram was talking from, when a lot of people make agreements, they're lying through their teeth. Avram, you know, could not do that when he's a prophet, during prophecy, because his essence is responding. It's the truest essence of Avram. It can, it, it's like his 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 mamushes. It's not like well, when I was awake, I felt like this. When he's a prophet, seeing clearly, imamish, he see he see what the Hashem showed him the four Golios. He saw the Holocaust. Hashem showed him everything, left nothing to imagination, and he said, "I'm going to take it." So that was clear. What was this is the whole idea of the prophet. That's what this is the whole book's going to be. When we push further in, we get into the vua. That's where all these questions are going to be discussed. So how many do we got so far? Three. Three. Okay. So this one could apply to something that Shem manifests into the Navi's conscious reality. Okay. Number four. If somebody overdoes something, you do more than is necessary, we use this expression of passing. For example, where it says in Yirmiyo, Omer, it says, he says, I was like a drunker, says the Navi, like a person who was overtaken with wine. He drank too much. So that means you've overdone something. You've gone too far. And that's the same idea of even the physical one. You're moving forward. It's good to move forward, but don't go too far. You go too far, you've gone beyond where you should have gone. So I overdid it. So when you're tr too, drinking too much, you overdid it. Now, what really happened? Well, nothing really moved. This is uh, now in what I guess my actions are doing things. Like here, I drank one, I drank one cup of wine. I didn't overdo it. Two cups, three, four. I'm already drunk. I'm slurring my words. I overdid it. And maybe that's... The, no pun intended, therefore he passes out. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know if there's any truth to this connection, but it is interesting. He passed out because really, he, he, vayavor, he passed too far, right? And avroyain, uh, he passed out. Okay. So that's the fourth one. Now the fifth one, this is the one we want to get to. And this is very subtle. I don't know if the English here is going to say it clear enough. So I'm not going to look at it. Is where one person, yachti, can mean to miss the mark. You'll see what that, usually when we say, you miss the target. The word hate means missing. So we're going to see what to say. Where he misses kavona echos, but he has another kavana, another goal. In other words, you create a diversion where you confit you you trick the person to think you're going you want to do this, but really you're doing something else. So the creation of a diversion, because that also is going beyond the boundary, we're causing the person to go in the wrong direction when I want to say something else. So you see the example will be very good. And what was that example? Where David and Yoinus. Remember, David was not sure how much if Shoal really hated him or not. So remember, that's the Haftar of Machar Chaydish. So he says to Yonas, okay, Yonas says, I'll go to the party, I'll see where my feels. But we and two, you can't see each other. You hide in the field, and I'll go do archery practice, and I'll bring one of my shikinkles with me. So now, if I tell him, that I, I that uh, I've shot the arrow farther than he is, right? That's a code for you, Dove, to know to get out of here. If I say it's not as far, now he wants to tell Dove it straight out, get out of here. He can't, but there's somebody else who's going to be there. So what is Yonason doing? He's telling the young fellow one thing, and he's diverting him from what the actual thing is. You follow? So what is the kid here? Oh, the arrow's behind you. But the real message is, David, leave. So this is what, look what it says. It says, He shot the arrow. What does it mean, Well, it means to create a diversion for the youth. For him to not know what's really going on. That's what Vayavor, you understand what he's saying? Vayavor means, I tell you, I do something that makes you think this way, but really it's the other thing. That's creating the diversion. Now with this, and we're going to stop it here, but now that you understand this, this is the critical one, because now with this borrowing of the term, Now we're going to be able to understand Hashem doesn't mean he passed before, but you'll see it means he creates a diversion for Moshe. We'll see, what did Moshe really want to see? I want to see you. Hashem says, you can't do that. If I if I would pass, if I would let you see me, you'd die. So what does Hashem do? I'm going to create a diversion. We'll explain it tomorrow. I create the diversion, and you're going to see something else than what you wanted to see, and you'll be able to live by seeing the other thing. You want this, I create a diversion, and you only can see a lesser level, because if you really see what you want to see, you'll die. 
I'll create a diversion. We'll see what the diversion is. And then you'll see something less than what you want, but it's still valuable. And that's what means Vayavor. Hashem didn't pass by. He created the diversion. for. And, and don't say, where'd you get that from? That's exactly from David and Shaul. It's the exact same word. So tomorrow we'll explain what the words mean and exactly what the diversion was. Thank you. Whoa, this is good stuff.